This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. Our guest today is Jonathan Van Wyck, a partner and managing director at the Boston Consulting Group. We are speaking with him today about the opportunities and challenges that manufacturers face in digitizing their operations. Jonathan, welcome to Knowledge at Wharton Podcasts. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Now, is uh, digitizing operations an optional move for manufacturing companies, or is it becoming a must? Uh, and I was wondering if many manufacturers are investing in, in digitizing their operations, and if so, what are some of the main reasons? Yeah, it is absolutely a must, and I think companies are increasingly realizing that. Of the companies that we've talked to and surveyed, um, roughly 80% are actually actively working on an integrated um, digital operations program under like one overarching vision. The, you know, I think the the upside that companies are seeing is too great to ignore. And I think essentially over time it will become the de facto way of competing. And if you're not, um, you know, operating in this new, under this new paradigm, you'll, you'll fall behind and, and ultimately be uncompetitive. But the, the impact that we're seeing in terms of, um, you know, 10 to 20% of value-add production costs uh, coming out the impact of you know um, 15 to 30 percent reduction in working capital, um, et cetera, are I think too substantial to you know ignore. But the thing that we've noticed is while the opportunity is out there and there's many individual instances that prove out um, what's possible, the speed and the scale at which companies are operating at is where the real challenge is is really getting it done. And so that's where we focused on a lot of our research is how do you practically like translate this vision into into a reality and really get benefit at scale. Uh, that's really interesting, Jonathan. So, uh, but before we go further, I was wondering if we could take a step back and drill a little deeper into what manufacturers mean when they talk about digitizing operations. Do they mean necessarily artificial intelligence and machine learning, or is, a, is it a broader range of technologies, including robotics, predictive analytics, and so on? It would be very helpful if you could sort of survey uh, the landscape a little bit and say what yeah. exactly is involved. Yeah. I mean, at the highest level, it's essentially a, you know extending a digital thread across your entire operations value chain through um, you know product engineering and product design to supply chain management, how you interact with suppliers, how you manage the logistics, through production, the actual manufacturing itself, and all the way ideally into distribution and, and how you you know support your products in the field. So that's the highest level definition. Um, once you unpack that into the underlying technologies, we would we would say it's much broader than just artificial intelligence or advanced analytics. We have nine. We have nine technologies overall, ranging from um, advancement, advanced uh, robotics, as you suggest, through the um, data capture and you know the cloud elements of how you enable the whole opportunity, um, through the analytics, the machine learning, artificial intelligence, and then some of the tools you know in the field to actually you know activate that or access that knowledge around our. Um, you know, augmented and virtual reality simulation, et cetera. Right. Um, uh, 
like to go back to what you said earlier about the fact that so many companies are trying to implement digital technologies and uh, evidently what they are hoping for is to cut their production and supply chain costs and also to increase their revenues. But uh, from my understanding, they often see very mixed results uh, through these initiatives. And I was wondering, why is dig digitizing operations so hard? Yeah. I think it's three, three things um, that rise to the top. So the first is the degree of change that's required for individual actors um, you know, in participating in these in these steps in the value chain. So, for instance, you know, trying to shift the mindset of a shift manager, um, you know, on a on a, in a manufacturing site from you know the traditional way of um, root cause analysis and you know backward looking, um, you know, five Y type type steps to you know leveraging a um, you know advanced analytics dashboard to actually you know, approach quality problems totally differently. Like that's, that's a big shift for, you know, the actual workers who are driving all this stuff. And a lot of times change management is underinvested in. So these people are given the tools, but they're not really given the training, um, you know, the engagement in the upfront development um, and the support structure to actually make that happen in reality. So that's one. Second is, the hard part about digital operations is it cuts across traditional functional silos. So the manufacturing organization by itself can't execute on this um, independently. You have to interface with, you know, traditional IT functions. Um, you need to oftentimes interact across the manufacturing and supply chain or procurement or even engineering organizations to access the full opportunity. And that's something that many companies aren't set up well to do. And then lastly is the, the skills and capabilities piece of it. We're seeing, um, you know, it's very challenging for many manufacturers, unless you're, you know, a global industry-leading player, to hire the skill sets, you know, data science, um, you know, designers, et cetera, that are required to actually execute on this. And so that creates a pretty big supply limitation on the ability to actually develop these tools and push them out to the, you know, to the organization. Now, you referred some time ago to the survey that you and your colleagues at BCG have developed uh, to help manufacturers understand where they stand in terms of the speed of implementation as well as the savings and growth Im impact of digitization. Uh, yeah. What have you learned so far from your study? Yeah. So um, we surveyed about 250 executives and managers from global manufacturing companies um, across a range of industries. Um, we found, I think, one, we confirmed that everyone is working on this, but most are frustrated with the speed and the scale at which they're able to deliver results. Um, so I think that's one piece. We learned that companies are really um, very fixated on, on attacking production costs currently. So predominantly when people say digitizing operations, they really mean industry 4.0. Um, in the four walls of the factory, right. and that's where companies are starting, like almost across across industries. That's really the starting point. Um, so I think that's that's something that um, you know is, was eye opening for us. We also learned about some of the challenges. So those three areas that I talked to you um, around, where I thought companies are going wrong, um, those are you know the top three results that came back from our you know survey around where where the opportunities are. 
And then we actually learned about what are the use cases that people are really seeing value from by industry. And so we tried to capture, you know, across um, aerospace and defense versus automotive versus chemicals, like what are the different um, use cases and that are most prevalent and which use cases are really driving predominant value um, for each industry. So what's, what's actually working um, in, each, in each area? Yeah, I would, I would love to t- sort of drill down a little deeper into each of these things. So you, you mentioned that production and the, uh, is, is where companies are seeing the most potential impact. What are some of the reasons for that? Well, I think predominantly because um, it sits in one organization, typically. So, you know, when you think about um, manufacturing, right, typically organizations will have a manufacturing group, either a global organization or, you know, a sub a sub-organization within each, you know, business unit. Um, and it's all controlled by the company, right? And so they can um, pull the requisite levers to, you know, test different things and develop proof of concept, et cetera. Whereas once you get into supply chain, right, you have, um, you know, multiple different, you're operating across um, functional silos of the organization, you know, you're operating, you know, you have to deal with suppliers or other logistics providers, oftentimes that's outsourced, um, to really get access the data and start to develop the insights that, that go behind all this. Um, so I think that's, the predominant reason why companies are starting with manufacturing. And which industries uh, have manufacturers made the greatest headway in digitizing their operations? And I was wondering what some of the reasons for that might be as well. Yeah. So from a production standpoint, attacking production costs, I think automotive is is leading. Um, you know, especially they, they were one of the early adopters of, um, you know, uh, robotics in the first place. And so I think it's, um, you know, and, and really early adopters, obviously, of the whole lean concept. And so I think they have a very strong foundation upon which to build and um, are relatively advanced from a manufacturing capability standpoint. And so they're, and on top of that, it's a very competitive industry. So they're always looking for, you know, what's next in terms of where the opportunities are to um, increase the year-over-year productivity gains that they're expected to see. So I think that, that's, you know, where I see them the most development on the industry 4.0 side today. Great. Uh, and, and would you be able to, uh, me, you, since you mentioned some use cases, could you give the uh, give me any examples of companies, even if you can't name them, that have seen the greatest impact on costs and revenues? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I can't name the individual companies that have seen the biggest impact, but I can give you a couple examples of what some companies are doing, if that's sure. helpful in the space. Yeah, absolutely. So I think one, one interesting one is, is Ford Motor Company. Um, so, they, uh, so they've developed an advanced manufacturing center um, where they actually have a relatively small team who has a range of capabilities across like people with specific technical competencies, so like additive manufacturing experts. Um, as well as people who understand, you know, the manufacturing um, processes themselves. And they've co-located them in an innovation space, which has a series of, you know, cells that are set up to develop proof of concepts. And so they take, you know, different ideas or pain points from the business, whether that's, you know, individual um, manufacturing plants or different parts of their organization, 
and the highest opportunity areas, they you know will actually say, okay, how can we solve this using technology, using using digital um, capabilities? And once they have an idea, they'll actually leverage one of the cells in that center um, to develop the proof of concept. So you'll see different robots there with different end effectors that are trying to solve different different pain points or you know, um, how do we move materials around the manufacturing center without any labor um, associated with that? So there's different uh, AGVs, um, you know, operating in a very controlled environment. And once they prove out the concept, you know, from a feasibility standpoint, that's when they, you know, they do that in that smaller setting. And then once they do that, they have, you know, a package that they can then push out to the individual plants. Um, so I think that's a really interesting, you know, capability to really help jumpstart the deployment of of these individual use cases, which I think are very hard to um, you know just expect the plants, individual plants, to be able to do that on their own. You know, you often do need um, you know some kind of central support to really galvanize productivity and progress in this area. And what what do you think uh, other manufacturers can learn the most from the example of say the auto companies that are starting to implement these digital technologies? Well, I think one of the one of the big implications is that um, it almost requires more centralization, which is um, I think challenging for some some companies. So, like leaving this up to you know the individual business units or even manufacturing sites um, has proven to basically not work. And there needs to be you know because of all those challenges around change management, around accessing the skills and capabilities. Um, it requires some degree of central support, and that co- runs counter to certain, um, you know, companies' operating model or, or business philosophy. Um, but with the, you know, and that's I think more broadly true within this digital revolution that's happening in industrial goods. Um, there is a requirement um, to provide some level of central support and governance uh, to drive it at the right speed and with the right level of effectiveness. And so being thoughtful around, you know, how does the center, you know, not gate productivity and innovation, but actually support productivity and innovation um, without um, providing unnecessary levels of process and governance and oversight that, you know, no one wants more bureaucracy in corporate America um, today. But how do, you, how do you sort of strike that balance between providing the support that, you know, your operations actually need to do this effectively with doing that in a customer-centric way, um, and not resulting in additional bureaucracy is kind of the the trade-off that I think has been you know critical to manage. You you mentioned some of the challenges earlier that companies face uh, in digitizing their operations, and I was wondering uh, <clears throat> when you look at manufacturers, do you see them struggle primarily with the technology, or do or or, or is it mostly the cultural issues in implementing digital um, uh, in, digital initiatives that are the main Hurdle. What do you think? Latter, um, hope, you know, with 100% certainty. Um, there's many, many companies I've found with extremely high degrees of sophistication around individual technologies. Mm-hmm. The problem with Industry 4.0 and, and digital operations more broadly is it's not just, you know, implementing one technology. If it was just implementing a technology in their, um, you know, operations processes, I think companies would be much farther ahead. But it's actually how do you stitch together these technologies um, into a you know a use case which may have multiple different technologies embedded in it, and then how do you drive that change into the organization 
um, and, you know, drive a culture around that um, with the right skills and capabilities available and the right operating model to support and guide that. Like that is where we're most often helping companies. We do, you know, some work around, you know, what are the technologies, how could you use those in your operations? But more and more, you know, that's essentially commoditized that knowledge. And it's really how do you actually drive this as a program, um, you know, to really capture the value is where we're spending um, disproportionate amounts of our time. So, so based on all the research you've done and what you've seen in your experience dealing with companies so far, what sets apart manufacturers that are leaders in digitizing operations from those who are lagging behind? We have um, we've developed essentially 13 different dimensions. I won't go through all of them, um, but we've actually done the research around which of these dimensions are most correlated with those leaders um, relative to the laggards in the space. And it's three that have really bubbled to the top, um, and some of them are actually more straightforward than you might think. And the top one that we found most correlated with both speed of deployment and also value realization is having bold, am- ambitious, and very clear targets. Mm. And so, you know, companies who are willing to stand up and say, you know, we um, expect, you know, say $500 million of benefit through digitizing our operations, you know, by 2022, this is just an example, um, those companies which are much more specific um, in the targets that they set actually see much, much faster and much, much um, stronger results than those who are, you know, hedging and um, uncertain about what the benefits may be. The second one um, is around the technology enablers. Um, And that means companies who have invested to set up a a data and digital platform um, and companies who have invested to put in place the right skill sets and capabilities um, you know, to support uh, actually, you know, drive disproportionate value. So really like the actual, like the IT and technical side um, is the second one. And then thirdly, the organizational capability. So to the extent that you've added data scientists to your team, to the extent that you've added UX, UI designers, to the extent you've added like systems architects, um, if you have those capabilities, those companies move much faster and see much more value. So those, again, those three things, clear, bold targets, um, investment in the underlying technology infrastructure and the data and digital platform, and then investment in the organization and the skill sets required to actually deliver it. Um, if you do those things right, you know, we've seen, um, you know, our, our research suggests that companies who do those three things well deliver three times as much value and deliver that three times as fast. Uh, what was your biggest surprise in, in doing this research? Uh, did anything sort of... Uh uh, unexpected pop out at you that you weren't uh, you, that you didn't think would you would find. Yeah, so we, I mean, of the of the thirteen, I mean, some of the things that um, you know came up relatively lower lower than we expected. So, for instance, like we thought the um, like this is relatively simple, but we thought the the reporting layer of the leader. So, who who you charge to be your digital operations leader? We thought the higher that person is up in the organization, the more success that you would see. And we found that actually not to really matter. That's so it doesn't really matter how far, you know, if this is a direct CEO responsibility or if this is somewhere deeper in your organization, 
Um, you know, that was a little counterintuitive to us. Um, and then we found like the actual, um, you know, similar to that, we expected those companies who, um, from a governance standpoint, um, had like a, a clear, um, you know, sort of centralized group managing the overall deployment of this. We thought those companies would, would actually do better, and we found that that wasn't as much the case as we anticipated. We think it still matters, but it's, um, it definitely was less uh, beneficial than we expected. So, so the takeaway for me there is it doesn't actually matter how you structure the program, whether you leave it a bit more decentralized, um, and if it's a bit lower in the organization, that can still be fine, as long as you have those things that I talked about earlier around you know, the clear expectation for what you're going to deliver in terms of value and how quickly, as long as you put the technology enablers in place and as long as you have built the organizational capability, then you can structure it different ways and it, you know, depending on your company's culture and your company's way of operating, and it can be successful. Well, that, that's really interesting. I have one, one last question. So if a manufacturing company <clears throat> wants to begin digitizing its operations, where should they begin? What would you advise them to do? Yeah. So that's a common, that's a really good question, a really common, you know, sort of first-order question. Um, and one thing that I, I've seen essentially two models, and it depends a bit on your level of conviction around the digital operations opportunity. So one model I would say, which is more appropriate when you're in the more exploratory mode of what's possible for our operations um, in our manufacturing environment through digital operations, and this is the factory of the future strategy. And that's essentially, let's take one you know, uh, physical location and designate it as our factory of the future and basically our you know, testing ground um, you know, at, against which we deploy different use cases and test the results, see what the impact is, um, see what's possible when you stitch several use cases together to start to really change the way you know, our, comp- our company manufactures. Um, that's a really good way to, like, essentially prove it, right? So in my, my manufacturing environment, specific to me, you know, what does it mean for me? Um, and really make it real, right? Because you can go, executives can go visit that site, et cetera. And I've been involved of, in several, in setting up several of these, you know, quote-unquote factories of the future. Um, so that's one common starting point. The other is around, um, you know, if you're certain on the opportunity and you want to go faster, then um, the starting point is, I think, narrowing down against the world of technologies and the world of use cases and the world of pain points in your operations. What are the highest priority pain points to be addressed, right? So is it quality? Is it, um, you know, labor cost? Is it, um, you know, coordination costs across the supply chain? Um, And then what are the use cases against those, uh, you know, those priority pain points? and really prioritizing like the eight to 10 areas that are really going to drive 80% of the value and getting clear on those and then lining up projects with funding against each of those areas is the way, you know, to go much faster. But that does require a level of conviction, you know, around getting started that not all organizations have. So I, I, I often, you know, tailor my recommendation depending on the starting point of the, of the client in terms of how they should get started, but those are the two most common approaches, like the factory of the future versus more of the, um, you know, prioritization of the priority eight to ten, um, you know, digital projects that are essentially form the strategy. 
Great. Well, th- thank you so much, Jonathan. Really appreciate your uh, speaking to Knowledge at Wharton about this very important topic. Yeah, I'm very passionate about it, so I'm happy to happy to talk to you guys. And I'll, thanks for having me. For more insight from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. Thank you.